Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Today on the broadcast, we bid the sequester a fond farewell. Our philanthropy series and why big donors give. Also, meat. Lots and lots of meat. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is a nonprofit listener supported service. To keep our coverage strong and relevant, please make a tax deductible gift to Marketplace today. Your gift in any amount helps us keep you up to date and well informed wherever you are. Donate at marketplace.org by December 31st. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. This is the Marketplace Podcast for Thursday, the 12th of December. Good as always to have you with us. You know how people have been saying the congressional budget deal worked out earlier this week was baby steps? Well, this afternoon, the House took a big step forward and passed the thing. Next stop, the Senate, then in all probability, the president's desk, assuming it passes. This agreement is not, as you've heard, the be-all and end-all of budget deals. There is a lot that's not in it. What it does do, though, is takes most of the sting out of the sequester, the automatic budget cuts from earlier this year, the second round of which was supposed to start next month. So, to get us going today, Marketplace's David Gura has this sequestration postmortem. Let's start with the vitals. Sequestration came to life on March 1st with spending cuts to the tune of $85 billion. Bruce Kane is a political science professor at Stanford, and he says the sequester was designed to be unappealing to lawmakers in both parties. The idea was that that would be so unpalatable that eventually they would come to the table. But that took a while. Programs were exempt. Congress passed exceptions for air traffic controllers and FBI agents. So for many Americans, Kane says, that first round of cuts seemed abstract. It didn't ripple out to the public in the same way that, say, cuts at the local government level and the state level do. Because of how this has played out, Eric Heberlig wonders if we'll see more sequesters. He's a poli-sci professor at UNC Charlotte. Because people say, well, this is a way to reduce spending. Uh, the, the economy didn't collapse, so what's the big deal? The fear of more cuts next year is what finally got negotiators to compromise. But here's the thing. It's too soon to do a postmortem, says Alice Rivlin with the Brookings Institution. The sequester is not dead. Paul Ryan and Patty Murray's deal is just a partial replacement for only two of the sequester's remaining eight years. This sequester is still moving. It's still alive. Paul Light's a professor of public service at NYU. This is going to come up over and over again. By law, until fiscal year 2021. In Washington, I'm David Gura for Marketplace. You can find this next one under the broad category of you are what you eat. The Food and Drug Administration is out with some new rules about antibiotics. Antibiotics for livestock and poultry specifically. The FDA wants to reduce drug use in the raising of those animals and so cut the risk of drug-resistant bacteria in people. Marketplace's Adrian Hill has the economics of the whole thing. Farm animals are big drug users. Stuart Levy is a professor at Tufts University and president of the Alliance for the Prudent Use of Antibiotics. Seventy percent of all antibiotics produced in this country by weight go to animals. And he says almost all of those are feed additives. Do we need all this antibiotic usage? The answer is no. 
The FDA agrees no more using antibiotics to fatten animals. It's asking drug companies to voluntarily change their labels, technically restricting use by farmers, and potentially raising their costs. Gay Miller is a professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. She says farmers want one thing, two produce a pig uh, that is healthy and high quality as efficiently as possible. A decade ago, she estimated removing antibiotics to encourage growth might cost farmers a little more than a buck a pig. Certainly is not something that um, makes the price of meat go down, that's for sure. Scott Hurd's a professor at Iowa State University and former USDA Deputy Undersecretary for Food Safety. He says the ag industry is ready for the change, but the rules aren't going to stop farmers from giving drugs to their animals to keep them healthy. We're raising babies here, and so the important thing about antibiotics is it helps people to um, raise those babies in a healthy way. The pharma companies don't seem all that...